and welcome back to another edition of the Power Play Podcast, presented by National Coney Island and also brought to you by Northwestern Tech, DHVAC School That Works. I'm Jonathan Kidd, along with Sean Belichian. Sean, how are you today? Outstanding. You're really happy we got a couple of sponsors. Thanks to them. Let's talk quick about the Public High School Hockey Showcase. It was a little snowy <laughs> this yeah. past weekend. Some games canceled. Uh what was your overview of what you heard from the coaches about the tournament? Well, you know what? It's it's always it's always a great time. And, and again, Don Wright does such a good job uh, coordinating that. It's not an easy thing. You know, yeah. when you've got multiple games going on, multiple rinks and everything. But, you know, you and I were talking about it. A, a couple jumped out to me. I think Davison's a team that a lot of people are intrigued about. And Davison gave Plymouth quite the battle. Ended up tying Marquette. Uh, Northville knocked off Celine and then you know Celine goes out and ties Plymouth you know Celine's another team that I think a lot of people are talking about Paul Fassbender's done such a great job Ike it continues their hot run I mean they tied a good Salem team I think you and I touched on it last week and and if we haven't let me repeat it for everybody out there Ryan Ossenmacher's done a tremendous job that's a young team and as often is the case, young teams really start out the season, you know, kind of struggling a little bit, and then they start get it going. And another coach like that, Forest Hill Central, Kevin Zaschek, boy, they were struggling earlier, and now they're just winning uh, left and right. Uh, Marquette, uh, you know, we mentioned the, the tie that they had, but uh, Marquette with a 4-2 victory over, over Chelsea. So there was some darn good action out there. And, and John, this was... This was a week where it was very difficult to sit down and do the top 25. There was a lot of jockeying this week, and it's uh, it's something that, you know, it took a couple of days to do it, I think, because of some of the action in the last couple of weeks. First, the MIHL Showcase, and now uh, the Public High School Showcase. You're watching and listening to the State Champs Power Play Podcast. It's presented by National Coney Island and is also brought to you by Northwestern Tech, the HVAC school that works. Sean, you were at the CC Livonia Stevenson game on Saturday, the battle of who you thought were the top two teams in the state. CC came out two nothing. What was the atmosphere like in at USA Hockey Arena on Saturday? Yeah, certainly the the, the top team in Division One and arguably the top team in Division Two, that's to be sure. Atmosphere was unbelievable. Um, you know, CC, you know they always represent. It was on the NHL rink, John, and oh. as you well know, CC usually plays on the Olympic rink. It was on the NHL rink. Uh, the, both student sections were in full effect. There were so many parents there, so many scouts there. As a matter of fact, John, the Russian under-18 team was there as well. So they, they were taking the game in, and it was uh, back and forth, back and forth. You know, CC carried the play, no doubt about it, but uh, they scored with, boy, I, off the top of my head, I think it was six minutes to go, and then yeah, again you with text, two yeah, minutes Yeah, you text ago. me that it was like under seven minutes left. Yeah, the yeah, it was about six minutes to go, and then with two minutes to go, uh, just over under two minutes to go, they scored again. But, you know, it was one of those games, John, that, um, you know, if you're Stevenson and you get a shorthanded opportunity with about eight minutes left, if you convert on that, maybe it's a different game. But I, I still feel the same way. Uh, I, I just don't think anybody's going to beat Catholic Central. I really don't. They just, I think they, they really started to grind out Stevenson by the time the third period came around. And, and you kind of got the feeling it was a matter of time until they broke the seal. Make no mistake about it. Stevenson, in the last couple weeks, let's think about this. They they fought hard against Culver. They mm-hmm. fought hard against Catholic Central. Stevenson is a great team nationally, not just in state. To put up two 
to put up two efforts like that, John, against two of the best teams in the country, uh, Stevenson is an outstanding team. And we talked a lot about CC this year. Is it going to take a monumental effort from a goalie to upset them in the playoffs? I think there are two things that need to happen. I, I, I think, number one, uh, the Stevenson, in my opinion, had the formula. Um, you, you have to play him tight. You have to, you know... Um, survive the tide because the, the tide's going to come in. And, you know, there, there were times where they were just peppering shots. Um, and, and you have to get that break. You have to convert on a shorthanded opportunity. You have to get an ugly goal, you know, one that bounces off your behind, whatever the case may be. And you're going to have to get the kind of goaltending that, that Will Trage can bring to the table. Um, when you put all those variables together, John, that's why I, I think I've been pretty consistent Um I don't think anybody's going to beat them. I really don't. I, I, I really. Sean think... is saying this right now. Yeah, Sean, yeah. Look at the camera. And you, I, say... you know, I, I made mention to of it last month, and I'll, I guess I'll repeat. I just don't think anybody's going to beat them. I, I really don't. And I, no disrespect. I don't mean to put any pressure on the CC guys. It's, it's my job. I, I don't think anybody's going to beat them. Sean, your latest rankings just came out. Yep. You can see it at statechampsnetwork.com. I want to talk about a few teams today. All right. You got Heartland now third in the state. Well, you know what's what's interesting about that? I, I believe when you're doing the rankings, you have to take into consideration how hot a team is. And and as I mentioned in the piece, they've got a seven-game winning streak. Listen to the teams they beat in that time. Northville, Stevenson, Brighton, Trenton, and a 9-1 victory over Flint Powers. Now, wow. that's unbelievably hot right now. So they're firing it on all cylinders. And, I, you know, in my opinion, I, I think you may as well put a check mark next to Coach Gadwa and, and Hartland for showing up at USA Hockey Arena this year as well. They are on fire. And, and I think because of that, they deserve to be ranked atop of the D2 ranks. And, I, I think, and they beat Stevenson, and they'll, yep. they'll be playing each other again on Friday yep. for the KLA championship. Yep. it's You have to give it to them. It's... Uh, Northville, Stevenson, Brighton, Trenton, Flint Powers, just in a seven-game winning streak. It, it, it's absurd. And, you know, Stevenson's right on their tail. And then, you know, John, you've, you've got CC and OLSM and, and, and Brighton. I think this top six, and, and, and really not to be disrespectful, because I think you could include Granville as well, just outstanding. I, I really do. I think it's outstanding. And, and it's interesting because, it, at least in my humble opinion, the top seven, you've got all Division One and Division Two teams. So that's pretty cool. And you got Houghton up to nine now. Biggest jump for a team in your ranking. Same, same thing. You know, we, we were talking about Heartland and, and, and how hot they were. Um, Houghton is on fire right now. And, and they just knocked off Hancock. They had a great come-from-behind victory on, on uh, Friday night to knock them off in, in overtime. Coach Markham's done an outstanding job. And I, I don't want to disrespect Hancock either because Hancock, you know, as I mentioned, you, you lost by one to Plymouth. You lost by one uh, to Houghton. You lost by one to Brighton. There's no shame in any of those losses. And quite frankly, that's why I kept Hank Hancock at number eight because their body of work over the course of the season, I, I think, has been the best in Division Three. With that being said, right now, I think the hottest team might be Coach Markham and Houghton. And we're going to give 
the UP it's love in its rankings this week. We have Kingsford making its debut at 23, and you got Mark Marquette at 25. A couple of interesting D2 teams, and unfortunately, as we've talked about a lot on this show, you know they they have to face each other early in the in the process, which which kind of stinks. I had some people, uh, tell and we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes. We are, as a matter of fact. Ooh, nice plug. <laughs> I had a few people mention to me uh, Kingsford, and I think you and I actually talked about Kingsford when when Coach Mitchell was on in. in in early January, but I've kept an eye on them. Uh, John, they're they're six zero and one in their last seven games. They've outscored their opponents fifty to fourteen. I mean, they are really doing a good job, and uh, I just love Fliver. I, I just think that's such a cool, stinking name. Anytime I can type Fliver, that's a good thing. And Marquette's another team. Marquette's kind of bounced in and out of the rankings a little bit, but they're unbeaten in their last three. And, you know, I mentioned some of the big games in state this week. Boy, Marquette has a chance to make a great statement. Even though it's a Division Three team, it's one of the top teams in the state in Hancock, and they travel to Hancock, so that should be an outstanding match uh, Tuesday night. We are off to a good start here on the State Champs Power Play Podcast. We're going to take a quick break, and we have a special guest coming up, and we got some breaking news as well. So stay tuned here on the State Champs Power Play Podcast, presented by National Coney Island and also is brought to you by Northwestern Tech. Time starved? Budget starved? Just plain starved? Get to National Coney Island. Come in any time of the day for a great meal served the way you want it. Fast, fresh, friendly. At National Coney Island, you'll find some of the best specials in town. Something for every taste and appetite. All made with top quality ingredients, prepared to delicious perfection, and served up at a price that won't break the bank. Welcome to National Coney Island. When you graduate from Northwestern Tech, heating and cooling companies take notice. And getting noticed is nice, but even better when it comes with respect. With a demand for HVAC techs and the type of money you can make in this industry, skilled tradespeople are getting the respect that they deserve. Hands-on training, experienced instructors, and thousands of Northwestern Tech graduates. In just 10 and a half months, you can have the career and the respect you deserve. Northwestern Tech, the HVAC school that works. Welcome back to the State Champs Power Play Podcast presented by National Coney Island and is also brought to you by Northwestern Tech, DHVAC School That Works. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. Sean, who's our special guest today? Well, he's he's a guy that uh, really needs no introduction. Uh, for, comes from a, a hockey family. I think anybody that follows hockey in this area, the name Volucci uh, pops up in a myriad of ways, but he's uh, on the, the Coaches Association Committee, uh, second vice president as I understand. Yeah. Uh, head coach at Novi High School, longtime coach as well as Mark Vellucci. Mark, what's up? Great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for being here. You know what's interesting? We we were just talking off the air. Your team, Novi, had a unique opportunity last year, and it was supposed to be this year. Weather got in the way, but um, how cool is it to be a part of not only the MIHL showcase? but the public school showcase. I mean, that's a pretty good grind for those kids, but a great opportunity nonetheless. Well, huge opportunity because it, it allows Novi players to be showcased at both uh, at both tournaments or showcases, I should say. And um, it, it helps with the recruiting. 
in the sense of getting the players in. You're playing in two great showcases, really back-to-back weekends, and uh, so it, it was really helpful for Novi. When you were at Farmington, uh, you and Ty Krieger and Don Wright helped create the Public High School Showcase. Tell us about why you guys decided to get into that. I think uh, with the number of teams that uh, Trend Showcase allowed in, it gave another avenue of, of public schools a chance to be showcased. We wanted to get the word out that not only does the private schools have really good teams and really good players, but the public schools do too. And it wasn't really a knock on, on trying to showcase. It was more or less getting more exposure mm-hmm. for, for high school hockey players. And that was the main main reason around it. You know, it's, it's interesting because I, the way that I look at it, uh, Coach, is that's a great thing. Let, let's let's have an opportunity like that, and uh, you know, I John, you and I were talking last week. We were just talking off the air. Uh, you know what? I want to see Forest Hill Central. You know, I don't get a chance to jump in my car and drive two hours. And sometimes some of those teams aren't at the MIHL. Sometimes they are, mm-hmm. but you know, I want the opportunity to see these teams. And you give that opportunity, and that's what I like about the scheduling because you might pull somebody from the west side and put them against the north, the north from the east. That's the beauty of it. To 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 say. Listen, this is a great product. There are a ton of good places that are playing good hockey. It's that simple. You know, if you look at the games this year that were played, some were canceled because of the weather, but most of the games I'm looking at, Thursday night games, they were all even games. Yeah. I mean, all close games. Uh, I was there Thursday night watching, and, you know, games, uh, the teams were playing hard. They're back to back. We had a lot of scouts uh, watching from, uh, you know, both sides, and it was it's great. It's, it's, it's really. The best part about it is when teams that don't really get seen a lot is they come and say thank you for inviting us here because this awesome. is our you know this is our only chance to be showcased and uh, bottom line that's what it's all about. Yeah, a couple highlights I remember the last few years when you guys played Escanaba. It was our first time seeing Levi Wonder. Yeah. And Romeo, we, we talked off air like we saw Romeo, and then a the year later they're winning the state championship. So they are yeah. great competition being played at the public high school showcase sure and then the best part about for nova is we won that game four three yeah. so <laughs> yeah. hey it is such a grind you know we we talk so much uh, about the different conferences and oaa is really taking a step up mihl needs no introduction mm-hmm. the klaa uh, what what an absolute grind for you guys you know if you look at our schedule from beginning of the year to now we have one of the toughest schedules in the state and not just because of our non-league games, but it's because of our league games. You know, Heartland, Brighton, Stevenson. I can go on Plymouth, Churchill, Salem. You know, we've got Salem uh, coming up uh, this weekend, two games, um, Saturday and then the next Tuesday. But our, our league is, you know, it just shows you how strong our league is. I, I would put us up against the MHL. I mean, we, we, we did the one-day uh, showcase this year, our league against their league, and I think we ended up uh, – four and six but you know it was a great day uh, for hockey and it just shows you how strong our league is and it honestly it, it makes not only league or, our league stronger but better but it, it prepares us for playoffs because you know how strong the playoffs are me and sean has talked in the past about brighton people forget about talking about brighton just tell <laughs> us you know being in the same league how powerful is brighton each and every year they have a really good uh jv program system they have a really good coaching system and St. Paul and, and Kirk Cavisto does it they do a great job you know they they have their 
three lines, six D, two goalie system, and it, it seems to work. And every year, you know, they just reload. They just reload. They're almost like a a private school team, to be honest with you. But uh, they do a great job. They're you know, they have the the uh, influence of having a lot of uh, Upers in the Brighton area, or cousins of Upers. But uh, you know, they're just a great team. It's you know, I, I try to schedule them in the, in the fall and in summer and just to get good games in, and they do a great job over there. And and how are you guys doing this year? We are young. We are uh, competing. We have a really good goalie in Ethan Hunsinger, and he's pretty much been our MVP and, and been somewhat our savior this year. He, you know, we only have uh, six senior um, players on the team. Ethan's a junior. He came from the AAA program, and, Quite honestly, he's seen I think an average uh, forty shots a night um, against against the Cal eight teams and the non league teams, and you know we're 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 learning to compete. You know we've we've lost some one goal games against Brighton, against Plymouth, Churchill, um, got smoked by Stevenson, but they're a really good team. But uh, you know there's a chance we could see them in the in the in the regional final too. So you know we're we're young, we're competing. Our seniors have been really good in showing our young underclassmen how to play and compete. And once we get them going, um, you know, we can. Once we're healthy, we've been really uh, hit by the sick bug, sickness bug. But uh, you know, this weekend our game being canceled, it gave a lot of uh, players a chance to get healthy. You know, Mark, we were talking in the previous segment uh, about the the interesting dynamic that is having a young team and I think your team's a perfect example Forest Hill Central had a young team didn't win a lot all of a sudden the wins start coming Salem a team in your league I, I think you know Coach Ossenmacher sure. they were a team that struggled a little, little bit got some wins going you guys have done the same you guys put together a, a, a few wins a, as well as of late what is the dynamic with the young kids? Is is that just something you have to deal with as a coach? You have to ride out the storm until they get that experience? Yeah, because you really don't have that much uh, summertime and fall time. Well, you can't work with them in the fall, but it really it takes the first two months of the season for new players to come in to not only learn the system, but learn how to play varsity hockey. And a lot of my players are, are sophomores or you know, coming from the Bantam ranks where they've only learned the, the, the hit for a year or two and so the not having a prep team which we are going to be working on having a prep team in the spring and getting that going again it really shows it's really hard for them to you know it's it's like walking into uh you know deer in the headlights it's like holy crap I'm, I'm playing you know high level travel hockey and now I'm going to varsity hockey and you know it's it's somewhat of a wake-up call and once they get accustomed to that and you know, we had a really tough schedule in, in November and December, and it's kind of let up a little bit in, in January and February, which I don't know if it was really planned on my part, but it was just, uh, you know, it was really good to show, you know, hey, we have to compete. You have yeah. to battle. And, and that's what we're really learning on this year. Mark, the last few podcasts, Sean and I have had deep, deep discussions. Stevenson and Plymouth, first game of the playoffs. CC Norfolk is the first game of the playoffs. From what we've been hearing from the coaches, like something needs to change. So, Mark, what do you have for us? <laughs> well, change is coming, and I can't really get it. <laughs> Me too. We're all, I think we're all <laughs> in favor of that, and I think a majority of coaches are in favor of that. But being on the coach association board uh, last few years, and, and wor- you know, working with Cody Anglis from uh, from the MSHAA, 
you know, he's really guided us and helped us of, of, and give us uh, ideas and hints of how to go about the process because there's a huge process of going involved. And I think when a few years ago when uh, some coaches put together a proposal for, for, for change, for seeding and, and all that stuff, I think it happened too fast. There wasn't, you know, no one really knew that, hey, there, you know, we got to go to an executive council, then we got to go, you know, there's many, there's a couple councils. There's a lot of red tape that we have to go through. And I think this time we, we re- reset, we came back with uh, a better proposal, I will say better proposal, but a proposal that we're pretty sure it's going to be passed in May when they have the vote. So I can't really get into specifics, but I, Coming next year, I, I think change is going to happen. That's awesome. Love hearing it. You know, it, it's it, Mark. One of the things, and and you correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I I think coaches seem to be on the same page about this, but again, I'll I'll ask you as a coach. Has there been some serious discussion about stretching the tournament out to maybe three weeks as well? Yes, that probably won't happen for another two years. Okay. Um, they don't want to shove everything. No, understood. In, uh, right away, but. That is coming. Uh, similar formula to what Minnesota does. I think they do two, two, and two. So spread it out to three weeks. They'll keep the same dates, like starting uh, end of uh, no- October or whatever the first weekend of uh, week of November starts. But they want to. They may uh, end the season a little bit earlier instead of that Saturday of the twenty fourth. They'll maybe end it on you know Tuesday the you know the twentieth or whatever, and and start a little earlier. Start the playoffs a little earlier. So. Um. So yeah, that that's been talked. I think more of the seeding's going to happen next year, and then uh, and then the extended playoffs there. And we'll get back to the the Plymouth and, and Stevenson. You know, it's really it's really uh, a shame that it's come to that. But I experienced it back in my first year coaching, uh, two thousand two. We either we we're the number one ranked team with Farms Unified three school, and we were playing. CC first game. They're one, we're two. We were supposed to play our game at Redford Ice Arena, and you know, people are like, no, this is, you know, people are going to miss out on a really good game. And so we moved the game over to Compuware, and we sold out 5,000 people. And to this day, I still uh, rip on my brother about having <laughs> a high school team having the most, uh, most uh, attendance at a high school game or at a at USA Arena, but uh, that's just a family joke there. But it's the only thing I have them on. No, you know, it, it, and it's interesting because you know, Mark, you don't want to see it happen to anybody. Like honestly, that's a. I, I've always said, like I look at, and you're a guy with Division Three experience. I look at those teams that juggernaut up north, and you know, Holton, Hancock, Calumet. Two of those three teams are going to be out like that, yeah. and and I, that that's that's always bothered me. And, and and as you well know, those teams, whoever comes out of that mix, it always seems like one of those teams are just boom in USA Hockey Arena. So, uh, it's not an overhaul or anything. I, I by the way, looking at Minnesota, that's not a bad thing to look at. No, no. Say, <laughs> I think they're having a little success with that, aren't they? I think the MSHA realizing that not, we're not going to get twenty one thousand people like they do sure. at the, at, in Minnesota, but. The, you want the the better games happening later in the playoffs, and then uh, generate more support, more interest, and more fans. And you know the one of the things they're talking about extending the playoffs is, you know, they got to use the the UP as example. Is you know they're not going to be coming down during the week, coming to Gaylord or coming to the Sioux, driving four hours, you know, on a, a Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday night. They're trying to make it where it's accessible, maybe on a weekend and stuff, and. Obviously, it's a it's a 
student athlete sport and you don't want to miss out on school and stuff but so trying to put everything together and make everyone really happy is, is gonna be it's gonna be tough but I, I think the bottom line is is change is coming and I think it's gonna be good for the and if everything hockey. works out it could go into effect next year or is it gonna be in two years I think uh, I think the the seeding stuff in the the playoff format there is going to happen next year great work guys. Uh, the yeah. the extended playoffs i think is another two years down the road so and lastly mark uh, me and sean have talked in all the podcasts of how great the high school hockey game is in your time being involved with high school hockey here in the state of michigan how much has the game has grown the high school game in the state of michigan over the last like 10 even like the last five years uh huge you know um teams are getting you know more and more so-called AAA players are, are leaving their their AAA programs and playing high school hockey. Um, you know, people like you getting the word out and promoting the game has been huge. It's just it's been it's been huge. It, it's it's been awesome. It's been fun to be a part of from when I started in 2000 as assistant coach to where we're at now. It's, it's the games involved. There's more uh, you know with social media out there and stuff. It's just it, it's it's been it's been great. It's been huge. I just want to say, uh, Cody, Mike Quint, you, Fleming, great yep. job. Thank you. Seriously, yeah, uh, that's it. awesome. That's you know, that's good I, stuff. I do hope people realize that we do put a lot of work in. Absolutely, yep. we meet once a week. We're we're meeting online through our computers through a program called Zoom, and instead of going to meet, we meet right at our you know computers at home, and we get a lot of things done. And, and honestly, Don Wright, who we added as yes. executive director, has been been huge too, um, getting things. Uh, formalize and stuff and, and another thing what we're we've been doing the last couple of years we've been going we've gone to uh fair state we've gone to western we've gone to lake state last two years and have our coaches clinic so we're coming to them mm-hmm. and we're promoting the game we're getting more people involved we're not you know it's just not the detroit metro area it's west side up north you know east side all over you've been watching and listening to the state chance power play podcast i'm jonathan kidd along with sean belegian mark Valucci, thank you very much for joining us today and we're glad that you came and shared us that wonderful news about the potential of the high school hockey tournament could be changing. Thanks, guys, for having me.